0: Welcome to today's coffee talk from Planet Fair. As we do every Friday, we will be talking for eight minutes over a cup of coffee about the fastest ways to reach Planet Fair. And today we have a guest. My name is Henrike von Platen. I'm talking like every week with my friend,
1: Margaret Birnitotir.
0: And who is our guest,
1: Margaret? With us is uh, Steve Frost, the CEO of Included, um, and a good friend. I'm proud to be able to call him a friend of mine. Uh, We met when we were both, you know, studying um, in Boston. And, you know, somehow we have, you know, come together on this topic of, you know, inclusion and equity in the workplace. Um, And I'm so happy to have you with us to hear your, uh, you know, views on inclusion. Because you have been doing inclusion work with organizations way before it became a trend. So I would love to hear from you, how has it been changing over the past decade or so?
2: Yeah, yeah. Margaret, look, lovely to be with you. And hi, Enrique, hi Margaret. It's Great to be here, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, since I had lots of hair. <laughs> and um, it's really interesting because, you know, for me, the business case is blindingly obvious, right? It's like people perform better when they can be themselves, right? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? And there's all this kind of talk about, oh, why should we do diversity? Why should we do inclusion? Why wouldn't you? Right? And we can get into the business case. So for me, it's always been self-evident based on personal life experience, based on logic, based on commercial. Um, and in the early days, so when we met in the States, um, when I was at Stonewall, you sometimes felt like a lobbyist. Because you were kind of meeting quite privileged, smart, commercial people and they were saying why. And you happened to explain, and you felt like a lobbyist. What's been really interesting in recent years is that you no longer feel like a lobbyist. You actually truly feel like a consultant because people don't know what to do. They now know why, but they don't know how. And so, you know, based on a lot of academic and practitioner experience over many years, you can now say how. You know, one, two, three, A, B, C. These are the things you need to think about, and these are the things you need to prioritise doing. Mm-hmm. So it's been really interesting how it's how it's changed in that sense, and it feels like, wow, now you know, increasingly a tipping point, critical mass, so people get it. How we need to get it to work.
0: Uh- I love that because it, it resonates with me at some very concrete point where I've always been talking over the past, like over 10 years now, talking about equal pay, where I came to a point where I said I'm sick of awareness rising campaigns. And that's exactly that feeling like a lobbyist telling everybody. Now everybody knows there is a gap. Now we can actually work on closing it. So it's really been like, uh, like the same issue on, on these topics. yeah,
2: I think that's so important, Rika because it's really the framing as well, right? It's like, I think in the past, there has been a lot of almost kind of apologists, you know, like, well, please, could you, would you consider? Whereas I think now, to take your example, the pay gap. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we want equal pay between men and women or people of different ethnicities? You know, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. And so I think the focus to, to frame it like that really just shifts the debate. Yep.
1: Yeah. You talked about one, two, three APCs what are some of the one two threes and abcs that companies need to do so
2: health warning on this is that you know if i was in academic phase it'd be like you know one to 464 right (laughs) but i'm trying to kind of make it easy for people because i think the way we frame it is really critical and there's a few things so in terms of the methodology how do we approach this the one two three abc for that is understand lead and deliver and we developed that when i was at the olympics and paralympics for the london 2012 games and quite simply understand is why you know why should we care about this why do you care about this you know and try and reframe it for people in a much more arresting way of what's in it for me right Enlightened self-interest then lead is about the how Okay, so if I get the why, how do I proceed? And again, this is not about somebody else, right? It's not, a gender pay gap is not about women. Gender pay gap is about all of us and disproportionately men actually. So the, the how is um, how I lead, how I behave, how I show up, right? And then how we behave, how we show up. And then the, the, the deliver is the, is the what, so what do I do? right okay so what do I do right do I change the way when I'm in my meeting do I make my decisions more transparent do I get more feedback do I proactively target certain talent and what's really important about that understand lead deliver model is that it's simple it's memorable it's actionable and rather than people just jump to the the deliver right because everyone sometimes now people have got the why they just want to what do I do Steve Marvel what do I do and often, really smart people come up with quite trite, superficial actions, right, which don't really do anything, and they're not based on evidence or data. Or... So, the understanding leads really important because you've got to go through your why and your how before you get to a what that actually makes a difference, rather than it's just you know window dressing.
1: Yeah. No, that's amazing. So you mentioned the Olympics and I like when I was preparing to, you know, chat with you this morning, I was thinking, okay, I need to somehow get the Olympics in there. So because I believe you, the London Olympics were the first Olympics when there was an officer of inclusion, right? Which was you, correct? And I think it really changed the games in a way. So can you maybe mention one or two things that stand out from that experience? Yeah.
2: It was hard, but it was amazing. Um, it's back to that kind of the discussion we were having, right, about the, the lobbyist to kind of consultant. I think when London won the Games in 2005, and it beat Paris, and Paris presented an amazing bid, very technically excellent, but London presented a bid that talked about diversity and inclusion, right, and inspiring young people around the world. And that was great, but what was the plan to actually execute on that? And so I met lots of wonderful women and men in the organizing committee who would say, Steve, this is really great. I really support what you're trying to do, but I've got to do this, but I've got to do this, but I've got to sell tickets, but I've got to hire people, but I've got to build venues. And it took about 18 months of conversation to say, you know what? This is not a trade-off. It's how you build the venues, how you recruit those people, how you sell those tickets. And when we reframe the fact that diverse inclusion is not a segregated work stream, it's a method. It's a method of how you do what you do. And if it's done well, it should help you do what you do. It should help you sell more tickets, make more money, help you recruit more diverse, brilliant people, help you build more accessible, inclusive venues, right? So that change in mindset from it being intention, To being an enabler was the critically important thing that happened. And it happened, I think, in the real intensity of the build up to the games because there's an immovable deadline, right? This is not a theoretical conversation which, oh, we'll pick up next year, Margaret. No, 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 no. It's eight o'clock on the 27th of July, it's showtime. So are we doing it or not? And that was a wonderful focus, I think, to get some stuff done. And so I think for me there was millions of highlights I, I wrote a book called the inclusion imperative which detailed a lot of the stuff we did um, but you know things like um somebody was was worried about um you know uh, the fact that it fell during ramadan we're like well you know one of our muslim colleagues said well let's have ramadan packs and we sell we sold ramadan packs which people could buy at any time muslim or non-muslim and you know keep in their back pocket for iftar at the end of the day and actually we made money on a new product line, right? Or if you think about um, how people view the sport, right? We had audio description for blind and visually impaired people to understand the sport. It would describe what was going on. But, you know, I can see, and I don't know what's going on at gymnastics. So I could pay to get that too. And you could actually create a new product line there an inclusive thing. So this concept was like, oh, okay. So it became the first time we had diverse inclusion as part of the games. And then that went into the IOC's kind of you know, files and it became then a kind of textbook for future games. So we just had Tokyo and a lot of the things at Tokyo were really interesting in terms of the things they did around accessibility and, and just trying to kind of make this part of business as usual. Um, and now we're working with Paris 24 and working with LA 28. I think it's exciting what they're gonna do.
0: Wow. <laughs> This is amazing. I, I don't want to say it, but my cup is empty and the time is over. This is really, I, is it, I could just listen to you two talking for I don't know the next hour. But <laughs> Do you it, have some like last thing that you really want to get out before we sort of say bye and maybe come back on another occasion? Well, loads. I mean,
2: one, yeah, let's have a lot more. <laughs> let's have a lot more coffee and going <laughs> forwards, right? I think that's really important. And, um, but I mean, I think the work on pay gaps, we can talk about just super interesting. The work, yeah. But I, I think, look, I, this is such a big topic now. Yeah. I just hope people um, pause to reflect, not only on the understand why and the lead and how, but on the what, right? And, and come up with really profound things because this is an exciting, positive conversation for everyone, right? Yep. I, still, I still find some people who are like, oh, you know, that, com- that conversation, but actually it can be so enabling and empowering of everybody.
0: Yep. Right? Um, yeah, so true.
2: And I think therefore, you know, work can be happier. Work can be more inclusive. You know, people can get on better, right? You yep. know, there is hope, right? <laughs> I think if we can remember that, it can just help our day sometimes.
0: <laughs> absolutely stay positive like in this topic that's i, I really like that that uh, spirit because that's what takes us forward and not always all those bad news but really copy paste the the good news so this uh, very nice spirit i love it margaret a uh,
1: last word before we close like no. see you next friday see you next friday <laughs> it was lovely to have you steve thank you